Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, and I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. I join you live every week, a bunch of hours a week, actually, but we come to you every week, this time, Wednesday, 6 o'clock. For many of you, uh, wow, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be doing this. You know, one of the things that I, I want to say before I introduce my guests is, I had an opportunity to reflect back a bit on my life, and I had I had an opportunity to do this in a number of different ways here recently. Uh, the first port, uh, point that um, that I that I actually uh, had right in front of my face not too long ago, actually about a week or so ago, was when I I got to do the opening act, so to speak, as they would call it, for Shirley MacLaine, which meant that. I get to come on stage and say a few words right before she came on and talked. And what was interesting about that is um, I had some time as I was backstage with her, quite a bit of time with her, actually. And she asked me a question. She asked me, what did I do? You know, how did I get to be where I am? You know, did I have any insight? onto how all of this worked, on the connections of things. And I thought that those are really, really great questions. And and basically what I said to her was several things. And this is really in the spirit before I introduce you to my two guests today. What I said to her was, I love how life takes us on the long and winding road. Some some roads are longer for some of us than they are for others. But there's no doubt in my mind that we are on this winding road. Some people believe that you start at point A and you move to point B and point C and it's kind of like the straight line to achieving whatever it is you think in the moment needs to be achieved. Whether that's graduating high school or competing in a soccer game or going to a movie or going to the gym or writing a book. But one of the things that it got me to think about, especially after reading uh, the book today that I have in front of me uh, by my guests, uh, one of the things I was really struck by after getting to know a little bit about uh, these folks, and I'm going to introduce you to them in a moment, is their lives to me seems like the whole idea of this winding road is more of a symphony than a journey. And that's what I want to say about my guest, uh, Tamara, uh, I say Tamara, I've asked her how to pronounce her name, uh, Tamara Overly and Andrew Overly. And one of the things that I wanted to say to all of you about these two individuals who are joining us tonight is there are so many questions that I have for each of them and they're, their life story, as reflected in their bi biographies that have been presented to me, uh, probably just give us a small piece 
of what the journey has been like for each of them and then each of them together. And so today we get to look at the truth of life from the world of love and spirit. And that is a book that Tamara Overly put together. And, and, and in this journey has gotten to take it with other amazing individual, Andrew. We're going to hear how they met. We're going to hear what each of them has as their gifts. And we're going to talk about what they write about in terms of virtues, in terms of spirit, and in terms of the, the world we live in today. Thank you both for joining the show today. I cannot wait to have this conversation with each of you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I, I was going to take a moment to sit here and read the long bio that they sent to us about each of you. But I had another idea, and I hope you'll play with me for a minute. Are you game for it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. I thought I would love each of you to introduce the other. Oh, now, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you don't hang up. You're not going to hang up. No. no. <laughs> this is different. It is very, they should have warned you a, a little bit about me. But I, I, I felt I, I wanted to do something like that, and I'm so glad that you had asked whether or not Andrew was going to be on the call. Yes, because I was so looking forward to having both of you here. What I was struck by was, first of all, the beauty uh, of the book that you've written, The Truth of Life from the World of Love and Spirit. But more importantly, I was so touched by the connection you both have and what you both agreed to do together in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. That, to me, means so much. And so I wanted to start the show out by having each of you introduce the other in a way that perhaps I could never do. And so, Andrew, would you be the first to do the introduction? Sure. Well, my wife, Tammy... Uh, I met her in 1986. Are, are we allowed to call her Tammy? Sure. That's my oh, nickname. That, that's Lots of name. people do. My real name's Tamara. Yeah. Well, I met her in 1986, and when I met her, I had already, my life, I'd already been working with spirits since a young child. When I met her, I knew it when I looked in her eyes that she had a very, very deep spiritual connection. What direction we were going to go, I had no idea. But I knew that we were bonded very closely, and we had the same idea of what spirit means to us, and we had the same idea of what life means to us. So when we started working together, it was quite amazing to me in the beginning because it was most people that I've ever talked to about my work kind of get a little bit shy. Tammy was not at all shy. She was so into it and, and, and very excited about getting into the work with spirit. And that's how we met, and for the last 25 years, we've continued this work constantly on a daily basis. So that's how we met, and that's how we introduced, and that's how I'll introduce Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> now, we could always have you do a, a, a rebuttal here, but I would love to have you introduce Andrew. Okay. Well, when I met Drew, um, 
my life had been a little bit different. He had uh, really understood the work of spirit and had uh, had his his family, who was also very understanding in his entire life, to grow up that way. My life was a little bit different in that uh, uh, occasionally I would hear little bits and pieces about uh, you know some sort of. Uh, uh, information about spiritualism or, or some type of psychic. And my mom every now and then would go to see someone uh, of that uh, nature. And it, it was just always, it wasn't something I really understood. However, I knew it wasn't anything to be afraid of and it was a part of life. So my life in growing up, I always knew there was someone surrounding me. There was always something uh, that I, as I say, I didn't understand, but I could always feel that presence. So when I met Drew, it was, you know how when you meet someone and you just know, it's like I've known this person and I just feel a, a really strong connection. So that's yeah. what I felt with Drew. And then he uh, invited me to have a session with him, and I did, and it was just such a natural thing. It's like something I knew because in, even prior to meeting him in my dance world and uh, the makeup artistry, I always knew that there was someone helping me. You know, I would always be very thankful for it. It was my passion, but uh, it was still that there was someone that was there giving me guidance, working through my intuition. And, and when I met Drew, it was like there was a completion there. And as he was saying, he didn't know exactly what we would be doing. I didn't either, but then everything just uh, came into fruition as, as soon as we met. Well, I love this because, you know, as I read the book, I was really clear about sort of the 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 and it's really hard for me to describe this and maybe um maybe Tamara you can help me with this mm-hmm. because one of the things that I was really struck by is sort of the flow the movement that one feels when reading some of these words it's really very difficult to describe um and and what i mean by that is that there is a sense and a vibration from some of these words that really does take one to a different place now, I don't know if that's just me or, uh, you know, or a place that I'm at or, you know, maybe some green tea that I was drinking uh, when I read <laughs> it. But, but I wanted to ask you about that. And our listeners really don't know how this book came to be. And so would you share what it was about your life that enabled you to sit down and write a book? that was so deep, yet so personal, and at the same level, so informative? Um, well, when, when all of this started, as I was saying, when I met Drew, we did our very, very first session. I was told about the healing work and, and the, uh, the writing and the teaching. And the right, I understood the healing and teaching aspect. I think of everyone doing some of that on some level. And... Um, but the writing, neither Drew nor I did, did any writing at all. And my question to that was, who would really be the writer? And I was told that I would be. 
and which really surprised me because I would literally write thank you notes and rip them up because they didn't sound right and I'd end up calling the person. Writing just isn't something that I've done. And so I asked why it would be me and basically it was that uh, I was told that I would never change any of the words and uh, would really honor and cherish what was written through me. So what this is actually termed is automatic writing, which is in a semi-trance uh, state. And there is a lot of preparation. There's a lot of development with this. Um, I know you can read a lot about it on our, on our website, but um, basically it was a lot of practice, and then from there, I was told to ask a question about life every night for one year, which I did. And then this book would, would come through. So um, I, to, to maybe go back in my life, I, I think of that lineage of always really listening to my intuition, like, like really, really wanting that input, like really caring about it. And that this book was something that I don't own. I take responsibility for it. Our family and spirit, they don't own it. It's to really help heal our world, help people to understand who they are, their purpose here, and understand how important these five elements are and the virtues of life, which are the ingredients of love. And that was just a, a huge message. And to me, anything that would be so... I always thought of it just being a very pure thing, that that it was there to help you know other people. It just everything just felt right to me. So when this happened, uh, there were many, many, many situations that Drew and I uh, experienced even after this book literally came through. It was about a four-month period, and um, there would be some interesting things. Uh, for example, that each page was numbered. And Drew and I would sit, and I would literally be told, take page 50, put it behind page 200, take page 350, it goes behind page 10. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what is, you know, how will this book really read? And it everything just came out the way it was supposed to. And it was completely edited also. And when I say edited, certain chapters, like maybe chapter 10, became chapter 2. And that was all done through our family and spirit which there is one common goal, to help people on all levels, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Well, I mean, this is part of the conversation about how we actually approach situations and, and different problems in our lives. And isn't it interesting how, you, how this book was written from that place? And I'm, I'm struck by sort of the circumstances of life and how wonderful it would be if we all could hear those voices speaking to us. And, Andrew, I wanted to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. um, do you believe that we're getting messages like this uh, every day? And I don't just mean, you know, Tamara or other people that have your ability, and I would love for you to talk with our listeners about that. But okay. do you believe that, you know, we are all, so to speak, open at the top, except that some of us have to sort of knock the crust off of that opening a little bit here and there. Oh, absolutely. But I think a lot of people um, seem to be so wrapped up in what society believes in. And, and I think a fear-based idea is what we're, our society lives in because uh -huh. they're always afraid of something. They're afraid of the unknown. And the unknown, 
for many, many years, if you know, people can understand this, they've spiritualism, metaphysics, psychic phenomena, all of this stuff has always been like the woo-woo, the unknown. Like, yes, there have been some amazing people, but society as a whole have always questioned, been very skeptical about it. And I think once we relinquish that fear of there is not really an unknown, there is life after passing out of this physical existence, and there is a journey for eternity. Once I think we start to realize that, and that's what our work is about, teaching people to understand that, once they realize that, then I think that crust can start to break apart because they relinquish a lot of their fear because we mm-hmm. live in a fear-based society, period. We're always, look at the world, we're scared of everything, you know, yeah. and do we trust ourselves enough to do something? Well, with spirit, since a child growing up, I've been taught how to trust myself and how to relinquish my ego when it comes to working on helping humankind, that I put myself first before I put anybody else, you know, before I put myself in front of anybody else. So I've learned that since a child. So the fear aspect that I have learned throughout my life, I relinquish as a young child because I grew up in the world of spirit. And I see this constantly. So I think the answer to your question, Pat, is that if most people would just, understand that there's more to it in life than what we have been reading in books for thousands of years and we see what's out there, then I think that fear and that crust will crumble and people will start to believe and understand more about themselves and their families and spirit. You know, what's really interesting, Andrew, and I I want to share this with our listeners, I mean, you know, many people would look at you and say, oh, my goodness, you know, well, okay, Andrew had a really unique upbringing. I mean, Mm -hmm. look at who his dad was. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Do you think that helped you, or do you think in some ways there were challenges with that? And let's talk about who your dad was. Well, it depends on – there was really no challenges for me. I was uh-huh. very protected by spirit growing up. My father was an incredible transfigurationist, and he had spirit work through him since the, the late 40s. And he um, – yeah, I had, there was never any fear, or I never had any problems dealing with anything of that sort. Not at all. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tamara, I've got a, so many questions for you and then both of you. Uh-huh. You know, as I, as I sat here and I was, I was reading the book, and, and it's not the kind of book for me that I pick up and I read from the beginning to the end, and I hope I'm not offending you by saying no, that. No, not at all. Um, I love to pick it up and I love to go to a different page because every time I do that, I get to a message and it seems like the message that I get to is very perfect for the moment that I'm in. And so what I wanted to ask you about is if you, after writing this, kept the word so sacred, how did you come to make an interpretation of them in the work that you do? And I don't know if I'm being clear with my question, but I know that when you wrote this, you honored the words as they were giving, given mm-hmm. to you. How easy was it for you to then take what was written and apply it to modern-day society? Well, you know, that can be difficult at times uh, as far as it, when, when you – I'd say the main message. I'll go back to that, like the main message of the book, there are five elements – Love, yes. truth, honesty, humility, and gratitude. And honesty is, is what our family and spirit consider the divinity of life. If, if all people could truly show who they really are, no, wear no false face, 
and and really uh, uh, speak about you know who they are at all times without you know negating all of the fear, then we would see a society that would really begin to heal. People would understand you know more about life and they'd grow in in wisdom. So you know I would say at times yes I mean it's something to work on every day but Drew and I even with the book it's been constantly sitting constant sessions of clients that have come and I always learn just from hearing about what is going on in their life so this book was is really considered the foundation of our work and then the ones to come are going to be a little bit uh, a little bit more involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I did want to comment on when you did mention about the the uh, the rhythm, you know, the, yes. the 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 way that the words flow, that is mm-hmm. a really important thing. I've been told this, you know, it's been written through me, and I've also been told this that the rhythm of energy, the rhythm behind the words is where you receive more value than the actual word. Mm. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it, it, of course the yeah. words are important, but the rhythm behind it, you know, how even when you hear sp- people speak, when there's some when someone is speaking and say there's a lot of stammering and that sort of thing, many times there's dishonesty behind that. I mean, there's there's so many ways to interpret and understand, you know, that that rhythm of verbiage, but the the vocabulary of thought also, the way that the actual thought is coming through, is is a, a part of life too that helps create that calmness and peace as you're reading it. And you're absolutely correct on opening, you know, the book at any given page. That's what it is meant to do. That it, there's an energy, you know, everything is energy. You open the book up, and there is a message for you for that day. I have to tell you, there is a section in the book, and I, I would really love each of you to comment on this. There is a part of the book, and I started to read um, read this. It's in the part about uh, about learning of compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I started to read this, and I have to tell you, I just bawled. I just started to cry. And now, why is that? Why would I do that? Well, I have to say, I'm very fortunate to have a best friend, someone that has been my friend for over 30 years. I mean, honestly, what a gift. And as I read this, this section of the book, this was such a powerful section of the book. And I want to talk about this because I think it really does get to this idea of, of love of all levels, so to speak. And I wanted to ask you, you know, this particular part of the book and also your work, how does this idea of, of learning of compassion, how is that going to contribute to how we fare out here on this planet? Uh, you know, Andrew, do you want to talk to that or, or Tamara? Go ahead, honey. Well, with the compassion, and we all of us know that it means really putting yourself in another's place, and and compassion is something. Of course, all the all of the virtues and all of the elements are to be worked on, but compassion is such a uh, meaningful, you know, part of life that that goes into everything we do. We need to have compassion for, you know, all the situations, all you know, all of nature, all of people's problems, 
anything that anything that's happening, you know, to really understand we're no better than that person. We might be in that same dilemma at some time in our life where we would like to have someone look at us and say, do you need help? You know, can I be there for you? And you mentioning to have a friend of 30 years, that is absolutely wonderful because it, it has been written through me that, you know, if we have one single friend in, in real truth, a true friend who would be there for you uh, no matter what, then we're very, very blessed. So... Um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that about the compassion. It must have been just something that had really touched you that, you know, it, that ha- has happened in your life and something that you're very akin to. I think it is. And I think that there's, a, you know, I, and there's one paragraph in here, and it's a really short paragraph, but it's powerful. And this is what I said about the flow. And I just want to mention to all of our listeners before I go on that uh, this is an incredible honor and opportunity to have both the, uh, uh, Tamara and Andrew Overly joining me here tonight. The book that I keep referring to for those of you out there is The Truth of Life from the World of Love and Spirit. And I want to make sure all of you have the website, their website that uh, will introduce you a bit more into who they are, uh, the work they do, uh, more about their writing, stories, uh, much more. And so if you go to joyofhealing.com, that's joyofhealing.com, what you're going to be able to do is find lots of information about the book, lots of information about what we're talking about. I want to um, ask you about this. And, and truly, you know, the paragraph that I read was, was simply this. A true friend will never judge or criticize you. A true friend will be open and offer assistance whenever you require or ask for it. A true friend will give you love, truth, and honesty. And when I read that last sentence, I thought to myself, is this the message that your work really speaks to? If each of us could look at the other and know and know that other person from the place of love, truth, and honesty, what would be the impact on the world? Well, many of our tragedies would subside. We would really grow in wisdom rather than having, you know, people literally uh, without food and shelter. It's a reflection on everyone that people do without food and shelter. And um, the, the actual elements and, and thinking about love, truth, and honesty, you do receive benefits of humility and gratitude once those are understood. But going back to the honesty, it is, it is so, such an important part of it because when you really can reveal who you are and you do have that acceptance for everyone, then you understand you just tell the truth simply uh, means you just don't lie. You, you tell it the way it is, the way it is actually formulated in your thought patterns. Love is to be unconditional at all times. And then benefits that we receive will, would be humility and gratitude. But that honesty, and it's, it's something that our family and spirit, they constantly speak about. It constantly comes through in, in any writing, any situation, any dilemma, anything that I have ever experienced or seen with myself or our clients or just any any part of life, it always goes back to honesty, resolving your issues, you know, really caring and, and really uh, wanting, you know, to help heal the world. 
we have so many beautiful people that do help, but those numbers need to increase. We really mm-hmm. need to look at each other and know that, that there's that equality, know that we're not better than anyone else. Our life might be a little bit different, and that's okay in the way that we live it. But the definition, the actual definition of love, where spirit took every letter, life that oversees the virtues of all souls as being equal. And that just simply means we've all been given those virtues to live. We can live them how we choose, but we are all equal. And again, no one is better than anyone else. And all of our our verbiage and how we communicate with one another, that's what truly holds us together. Love really should be a given. We, we, we can become those elements. We don't have to just constantly practice them. And, yes, of course, like if, if there is something that you see, like, you know, I really need to work on my humility, then you can do so. But then once that is accomplished, that can just become a part of, of that person. And, and it's the, the working on it is, uh, uh, diminishes. And then you're, you're understanding more about life and you're a more giving person. Mm. I wanted to, uh, you know, ask you about a number of different things. But, you know, Andrew, I want to ask you about healing for a minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through your work, some people would say, and boy, I got this question the other day. This was kind of a stumper. Uh, somebody said to me, hey, you're always talking about healing, 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 healing. And they said, What's the wound? You know, what wound are we healing? Uh, what wound should I be healing? And it was a, such an interesting conversation. So my question is this. Do we suffer a collective wound, or do we as individuals contribute to the collective? Well, Pat, I don't, my family and spirit, myself, uh, we don't believe in any of that stuff. There is really no okay. collective wounds, okay? Thank we you. are all... all we're on our own life's journey through eternity, and suffering is not even in spiritual vocabulary because they don't believe that there is any collective suffering for people. We, we, it's choice and free will. We walk down a dark alley. What do you expect to happen? We made that choice to do it. Is it really suffering? No, it's not really suffering. It's a choice. So when people say, well, you know, what about the children in Africa? They're suffering. Why are they suffering? Because the world as a whole does not care that much mm-hmm. okay if they really did right. care there wouldn't be starving children throughout the world okay so suffering is not at all when they mention how do you what where's the wound there is no wound it's the wounds made up in your head you know we can you know granted yeah there are tragedies and people go through things and bless their hearts i'd do anything for them to help them out but when it comes to everyday living and oh i'm suffering because you know i lost my job or i'm suffering because i lost my home well you know Spirit always says, pay it forward. Go out there and help someone who may be on the same situation you're in or a little bit less or even a little bit better situation, but you're out there actually helping that person. In turn, everything comes back to you tenfold and a hundredfold because you're giving yourself out to help another person. So the suffering doesn't, is, is not negotiable with spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and those and those. To add to with Drew, those energies begin to change. Oh, yeah. When you go out there and you say, you know, my, we can all look at someone else and say, gee, you know, their, their life is a little bit harder than mine. 
And But if it, it, it isn't even to go there. It's to say, you know, I can really be out there. I'm feeling down today. Let me go out and help someone else. And you see how everything will begin to change. When you really and truly, though, have that honesty, you draw that type of energy to you, whether people call it spirit, their angels, their guides, whatever they may say, like attracts like. So when you when you live in that way, you do get the higher levels of wisdom. Not that they're any better. It's just that they will be more attracted to you because they can come into that energy level, which would be the same on this physical existence. Like say, with if you and I were in business together, and we're like like with your friend. Speaking of your your friend, that is a beautiful relationship and a beautiful connection. However, if one person would become dishonest or be harmful in any way, that could disengage. And it's the same same on the other side. It's just a mirrored reflection of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what role does forgiveness play? It plays a huge... Forgiveness and forgetting is, is like one of the main things we as as entities on this physical existence must do at all times. We always mm-hmm. have to forgive. I mean, how many times did you think if you didn't forgive for someone who did something, who crossed you in a certain way, I mean, you've got to carry that baggage on your shoulder the rest of your life? That isn't, that isn't healthy. It isn't spiritual. And, and we need to look at, at our higher consciousness, which is spirit, and say, you know, we forgive for everything. And, yes, we must forget. You cannot keep that inside of you your whole entire existence. Because if, if you've noticed people, and maybe, Pat, you've run across people in your lives who carry a lot of baggage, and then you take a step back and go, wow, they need help. <laughs> because they're not, they're not connecting to their spirit. They're, they're personal, their spirit. They're not connecting to it. And they're, they're letting the world mourn them for their problems, and in reality they really don't have any problems. It's, they're, in, they're in the way of themselves. They're in the way of their spirit, and that's how that works. I was given a quote or I heard a quote or I I don't know if I heard it or I made it up myself one day, but I want to share it with you and I'd love for you to to comment it. And it's this, uh, it's faith starves fear. And, you know, I I don't know if I was thinking about it or sitting there and I had to really get it like in my head like four times I heard it. You know, Mm -hmm. faith starves fear, faith starves fear, faith starves fear. And, 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 you know, intellectually, you can't get it. But when you actually step into this idea of faith, and I'm not talking about faith from a religious point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand what I'm saying, right? right. Like faith within. Exactly. Within. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about that uh, because, again, you know, what is it that we long for most? Have we given up to this idea of doubting ourselves or self-worth? Uh, what is it that has given this society and this time we live in a bad rap in a lot of ways? What would you say? You want to answer that, honey? Or you want... Go ahead. Okay, well, I, I, I'll go back, Pat, to the fact of the way this society for thousands and thousands of years has been built on a religious belief and a political belief and not mm-hmm. touching the spirit within. And I think that's why we're looking at the dilemmas we have in this world is no one wants to open up to their spirit. They want to say, I'll just go to church tomorrow, and he'll tell me what to do. Well, that's not the way it is. He doesn't tell you how to brush your teeth in the morning. He doesn't tell you what time you have to get up to go to work. 
You know, it's all about that same thing. Everything in life is relative. You know, it's, it's, the, it's not what we have. It's how, what we do with it. And so if we look at that in a perspective, we can find ourselves a new beginning, a new faith within. You know, and faith will abolish fear at all times, but it's the faith, the spirit within. Do you want to comment, Tammy? Or? Well, I know, I know with the fear, we know that's a made-up illusion anyway. Right, right. And there's really nothing to, to be afraid of, and that also goes into not trusting who you are. Right. And like when you mentioned the, uh, the doubting part of it, really yeah. when you know, and I can go back to that again, when you know you're really being honest, you know, you want to resolve issues, something happens in your life, you don't just let it go. You really confront it. Confrontation is a positive thing where you go to that person immediately if you know, you know, something's bothering you. A question to ask yourself always of, with any situation would be, does this bother me? If it does, you really need to go speak to that individual right. and resolve that. And once you resolve it, Pat, then all of a sudden, this is relinquish, you don't carry that burden with you anymore, and then it's, the ball's in their hands. And if you go into it very diplomatically and, and very kind and you just explain your feelings to someone and someone doesn't accept it, well, according to spirit, and I've believed this since I've been a little child, you're finished, you're done, you're, you're on your way. That person now carries that, and if they want to make it a problem or an issue for themselves, it's no longer a part of you and you're free. And then I guess I could comment further on that. And then sadly, many times that affects the physical body. Mm -hmm. And so then many times illness happens. We've seen and, it many times. Yes, yeah, something, you know, will come up in the body where a person really isn't willing, like when we were speaking of forgiving and forgetting, many people will say, I'll forgive, but I'm never going to forget this. And just by even saying those words, it sets a person up for possibly having something happen, you know, manifesting something in the physical body. And even I've seen that with some people, even to that degree, say a tumor develops or something, you know, of that nature that, that might be fairly serious, some people still are not willing to give that up. Instead of saying, you know, we can be friends, uh, you know, I'm here to learn lessons of life, all, all uh, negatives that I may think are negative are really a positive, especially when you learn and you grow from it. And then from there, you can move on to learn more and more and more. Life is going to constantly have our challenges, obstacles, lessons, whatever you choose to call them. And I know it's to welcome them each day. I remember years ago I was writing and uh, I asked a question, of course, you know, there was, I could ask about my personal life, ask for other people, and then, of course, different articles and books. And this happened to be for my personal life. What I thought was a real problem in my life at the time, all of these things were happening, like the washer going down, the refrigerator, all of these things that really and truly do not mean anything. And I remember asking a question, why are all these things happening? You know, the car repairs. And it was like it just all came at once. And I remember specifically this writing saying how, how this, all of this meant nothing and the only real problems in our life are people with no food, no shelter, who really and truly need help. All of the rest, they're just everyday, it's just everyday life. And it's to deal with it, to look at it like in reality, like, okay, I can take each one, deal with it, resolve it, and move on. 
I don't need to worry. I don't need to have doubt. I don't need to, you know, lose lose the trust. I can maintain my self-worth and my confidence. So no one really has to go there, but like Drew was saying, it's choice and free will. Right, and I want to comment on that too. A lot of times when people can't find that faith and the fear, all that stuff that is piling up, usually it's because they're in full control. They're very controlling individuals. They want it their way, and again, they disengage their connection to their spirit. So, you know, in in this and in the book, you talk about the five circles, and then you talk about the core. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was so struck by something that you wrote about the paths, and I would love to, to talk about this for a little bit. Uh-huh. I, I think in the book it says, upon transition, you will take with you the same thought patterns that you acquire from the physical existence. If the physical life had been one of love, truth, honesty, humility, and gratitude, you will return to the home of happiness, the home you left in the ethereal world before entering the earth plane. And I don't want to go on and talk about it. I would love for you to talk about this because so often we, we hear about the life you lead is the is the energy that will go with you or you know what we give back in this world will create an amazing cloud of love for you moving forward i mean there's so many things we hear but i haven't quite heard it the way that it's written in your book mm-hmm. and i'd love for you to touch upon this a little bit because if if in fact people were to read this and understand it I wonder if, in fact, we would all stop for a minute, look at our lives, evaluate it, and maybe create something different. Exactly. That's the exact plan for that. I know the circle, the actual drawing of the circle was given to me by spirit, and, and then it was written through me. I had no idea what it meant, and... I was told, you know, to to write, and and they would explain exactly what it meant. But um, in relating to uh, your question, with uh, the 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 path, once you you have actually accomplished everything here, and you have lived those five elements, you do move you do move deeper into eternity. If you don't, let's just say, for example, and this is what they term the circle of life, uh, which is a never-ending thing, and it's the same in the ethereal world. It, let's say, for instance, you don't do real well, and you have a lot of hatred, and uh, you know you inflict a lot of harm upon other people. Then what happens is you, and and we, again, we have to go back and remember we're still all equal. It isn't that that anybody else is better than that person. Then you go to a school. And there are schools in the ethereal world. And again, that is your choice. If you choose to be out of that uh, 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 thought pattern and, and you want to move forward, you will. And there will be a lot of people that will help you. However, there are some people that do stay, and the way our family and spirit terms it, in a stuck pattern. They really like how they've lived. They really do have a love for, say, greed, power, hatred, or control. And so they stay in that thought pattern. Everything lies in, in the thought pattern. And then they don't move on. But if you truly do, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, have, you know, uh, complete that journey, that, that circle of life, then you may touch upon those skulls lightly and then you just move forward into eternity. And that's really uh, a goal for everyone. And, of course, it is to have uh, of your peace and your tra- tranquility, you know, throughout experiencing this whole journey. You know, when you were asking um, about, you know, what is it that we all want? We do want peace. We want calmness. We want people to love us and accept us. And and that can happen if we have a world that is less judging. We have, There are always three things that Spirit always talks about that are a little bit of our downfall, and, well, actually quite a bit. However, there are many people that... Uh, are really trying to make those changes. One is the equality of everyone, really looking at everyone equally. The other is love thy neighbor, really and truly caring about other people and loving all things on an equal level. And the last one is the statement, judge not lest you be judged, basically that we don't judge other people. We don't judge situations. You know, we learn to be accepting, caring, caring individuals. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, the the latter part of the book. But before I do, I want to just mention to everyone that's listening, um, if you want to find out more, honestly, please find out about this book and get yourself a copy. Uh, the Truth of Life from the World of Love and Spirit. But more importantly, if you go to the website joyofhealing.com, You'll be able to find out lots of information, healing services, uh, what Tamara and um, Andrew are all about, what their work is about. Um, and I just want to make sure all of you know that if you've missed any part of tonight's show, you can go to my website, drpatlive.com. That's drpatlive.com. And we'll have this entire show up for you. What I wanted to ask about is the latter part of the book, because honestly, as I went through the book, I didn't know we were going to have a conversation about the universes. And then I was so struck and relieved that that it was in here. This information that's contained in here really talks about the planets, the stars. It talks about a connection beyond Earth, beyond this plane. And so it, it really does imply that the principles uh, that you have addressed and have written in the book and that both of you do in your work are universal principles beyond this planet. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the conversation of souls of all worlds. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, no, go ahead, Tammy. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I'll put in. <laughs> it, it, okay, it's funny bring, <laughs> bringing that up because I just was, uh, we were actually discussing that just the other day, and my question was how p- different people might look. Do they look the same? Or, uh, you know, very, very worldly human questions coming from me. And uh, there are many people, It's it's always been told to me, uh, and as I, and of course written in the book, uh, that there are many, many universes. There are people throughout. And uniting everyone together, everyone understands the love, truth, honesty part of it. And, and this is like a goal for, you know, whatever, you know, the vastness of, of 
our our universe uh, to really achieve. But uh, uh, there are there are people that are uh, technologically more much more advanced than we are. They do come to this this plane and and look at it like, gee, they haven't learned yet. And then there are others that do live in total disarray. There are, there are places also that are of complete love where maybe those people just totally live um, for to gain more wisdom in life. And, you know, they have all the things that we have, all the issues that we have, but people understand those at a younger age and they they relinquish a lot of these made-up ideas. They live more in reality. And I have been told that maybe, say, by 21, 22 years old, people really understand more about life. Everyone helps one another. And then that those people gain more wisdom and just keep moving forward. So there are many levels, just like we have right here in this physical existence throughout all the universes. Some that uh, Spirit always says they don't really like to use the word evil. However, there are things like that that do exist. And and then you have that balance, you know, the good and, and the not so good. And that will be a constant thing forever. Well, you know, it's too also that they're not more advanced when Tammy had mentioned technically and things of that sort, they're just less confused. <laughs> when people learn by the time they're 20, 21 years old how to live life on life's terms, the five elements, they're not as confused as we are. We're again back into ego here in this physical existence and this particular earth plane, and we're also full of the fear. Some of these planes throughout the universe, as Spirit calls them universes, plural, because there's uncountless number of there is no time. It's forever. And yeah. and they they look at it like, well, yes, every plane has its own little dilemma. Mm-hmm. And once they get past it, the plane grows. And the vibrations grow as a connection to spirit. In our plane, again, I'll go back to what I said earlier, we're fear-based and ego-based society. And we have been for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And what we've been trying to do, and this is why it's so important for spirit to teach people the connections throughout the universes that we're all here for one main goal and that even on the negative planes of the planes that Tammy mentioned with the word evil those people too their their goal is eventually they want peace mm-hmm. and love and truth and honesty throughout eternity and according to spirit this is what they've been trying to do for eons is bring all of this together it's not going to happen in our lifetimes it's going to take a long time to happen but we in our particular physical earth plane we can make a huge difference by owning up to our own personal spirit so i always loved and this is something i heard many years ago actually that stevie wonder said many years ago and i thought gee that's so much exactly how our family and spirit always speaks and he he said if everyone took one person and really help them throughout their life, not just to maybe give them money or just find a place to live, truly help them to really be by their side and offer any nurturing, you know, anything that they might need. And this isn't always about money and material objects. It's really being there for for that person. We would see little by little those changes happen. And we really and truly can do that. 
uh, Spirit says it will. We're going to see more and more of it happening and people understanding more of it without really having fear and saying, oh, this sounds strange and it's weird. Because I would almost guess that anyone, whoever they are, has had some experience at some time in their life where they just know that they had help. And, I have you know, to tell you, I have to tell you about that because what you're talking about is really what I talked about earlier. And I know this today for myself. You know, I'm a kid from the Bronx. And I know that my life has been profoundly and deeply touched by the, by the, by my best friend Linda. There's no question about it. So what you're talking about is truly, I mean, I'm a living, breathing example of knowing that I would not be the person I am today had I not met this person. And mm-hmm. is, I believe that's what you're talking about, Tammy, mm-hmm. isn't it? Absolutely. And that was part of both of your destinies to meet and be together. I'm sure especially this long of a relationship and such an enduring one that there is really something written. There's something very, very special between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there that can have that. It's just many times there's so much judgment or not really accepting the person, you know, for who they are and, and, and having all these expectations on how they really need to be to be a really good friend. And really it comes down to being open-minded and you know, looking at that person and and really wanting to develop that friendship. So it's a well, beautiful thing. You're very, you're really blessed. I am so blessed, and you know, I was really struck by you know the 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 messages uh, that are so loud and clear, and the, the way they're written in the book. And I want to thank you both for joining me here today. And I'd love to ask each of you as we we wrap this up for tonight. Do you each have a personal message? What do you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I'd like to leave the listeners with, you know, come with inside of yourselves. Understand what humility means and put yourself out there for other people, to help other people, and it all comes back to you. As long as you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, and you're there kindly and genuinely from your heart then life does change for you physically, spiritually, and emotionally. You've just got to stick to the honesty levels and you'll be fine. And I I would say to love yourself more, really and truly understand how special you really are, that you have a beautiful gift to give, regardless of what it might be. They're They're all wonderful. And it's so beautiful to be able to get out there and share your gift And really, that gift is your soul, your spirit, who you are. Well, thank you both for joining me uh, tonight. What a great show. I hope you will will come back. It's been wonderful to spend this time with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. And as I've said before, as soon as uh, we can, we will get uh, this show in its entirety up. There's so much to it. But I will say there is so much more to talk with Tamara and Andrew about, and definitely so much more to the book and to their work. And so until next time, everyone, remember, you are truly loved, you're truly blessed, and and go out there and do something special for yourself, and most importantly, for another. We'll see you next time.